Hello and welcome back everybody to the Cane and Rinse podcast. This is uh, volume 4, issue 159. You can play along with Cane and Rinse volume 4. Uh, we've announced uh, another hmm, another 20 maybe, something like that, before we need to get together and name some more. But anyway, you only need to know the next few if you want to play along. And those are Spelunky. Good luck finishing that if you haven't already started uh i've been playing it for months now and i still haven't finished it uh return to castle wolfenstein assassin's creed 3 then it's silent hill 4 the room and after that it's sound shapes head to canorince.com for the full schedule the blog uh, and links to our merchandise store and we also have a facebook page of course and a google plus thingy and a youtube channel and there's some new videos up on there uh, going up, uh, or they'll be up by the time you hear this, including a, a review of the Talos Principle by Darren, uh, Dragon, Age, Dragon Age Inquisition Quick Rinse by Josh, and also uh, a rundown of some of uh, Darren Gargett's favourite games of 2014. That's right, isn't it? It's 2015 now. And also a reminder that we have a second podcast, a second string to our bow now, called Sound of Play, and... Uh, as you hear this, there will be six sounds of play out, I believe, and uh, each of those contains nine video game tracks of music from games chosen by us and our listeners. So do seek that out um, and please subscribe, rate and review both of our podcasts on iTunes. It's very helpful. Thank you very much. Now, joining me, Leon Cox, in this issue, it's Joshua Garrity. Hello there. And Sean O'Brien. Hello, hello. And right at the top of this one, definitely a spoiler warning. Um, and I think it's probably important that... Now, I, I don't think there's any particular reason why you'd be listening to this if you hadn't completed Silent Hill 1 and uh, and Silent Hill 2. Um, it would be a strange place to come in. It would also be... Yeah. Mm. Um, but it's possible that we're going to refer back to uh, elements of those stories, especially the first game, but right, also yeah. possibly the second game. Um, and so, although we normally um, are, we try to be these days very careful about not spoiling the game we're talking about. In this case, it's probably going to be very difficult to avoid doing that. So I realize this is uh, a message to a very, a tiny, potentially tiny number of you, but uh, it's better to say it than to be sorry and have the internet shouting at us. So Silent Hill warning for the three, you know, the three original classic Silent Hill games, really, because after this, yeah. it all goes a bit strange anyway. So we're also going to be talking a little bit about the two movies, slightly ahead of schedule in that they came out in 2006 and 2012, but it's they are pertinent to the first three Silent Hill games. So um, if you haven't seen those... Uh, spoiler warnings for those um, if you've seen those and not played the games that's weird if you've, <laughs> uh, yeah. anyway uh, let's go back to our personal histories with Silent Hill 3 first and start over in America with Sean yeah well this much like the second one for me um, it's kind of a blur when I actually first played it and picked it up um so I don't, again, I, I just don't remember. It was a wild time in my life, so I just don't know. Good. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but um, I have since played it a few times and right. uh, just uh, played most of it again on that that uh, terrible HD collection. Okay. 
save that uh, yeah. for just yeah. a few moments time we'll talk about that um yeah and actually uh it turns out that the, on this occasion whereas with the previous previous silent hills the u.s got them first even ahead of japan where they were made in this case uh yay europe got it first <laughs> um like t- two or three months ahead of the u.s hmm. and uh, a couple of months ahead of japan so no idea what happened there josh did you buy this in may 2003 when <laughs> it first arrived on european shelves uh no i did not um because just... you were like nine years <laughs> old i know yeah well 13 but yeah <laughs> um yeah um yeah just to kind of repeat uh, repeat the story that i've been telling on every uh, silent hill show so far um i came to this series quite late um the first one i played was silent hill 2 uh, this was actually the second Silent Hill game I played, yeah. and then mm-hmm. I went all the way back to the first one. So, yeah, that's it, really. I'll keep it brief. There you okay, go. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, I don't think I bought this at all uh, uh, as a Solus release. I think my first ownership of this came with the uh, limited edition Silent Hill collection, um, which came out uh, only for PS2 and contained Silent Hills 2, 3, and 4. I think it was 2004 that came out or maybe late 2004 um i think the reason i didn't buy this at the time was i still hadn't finished silent hill 2 and in fact i still hadn't until up until very recently when we recorded our silent hill 2 podcast um and i didn't own that collection for very long and so i've borrowed it this time uh, from our own carl um, who was due to be on this podcast but uh, hasn't been able to make it due to unforeseen circumstances. But thankfully, uh, thanks to him, I've been able to play through Silent Hill 3 and I have uh, four, the room, lined up. Um, yeah, and, and I suppose I owned it also, I, I owned it briefly on the uh, the HD collection, but I didn't get as far as actually playing that because I heard the horror stories. So, yes, uh, as I say, um, 2003... Uh, this came out it was the first uh, game to have a 60 hertz option in Europe so we were playing it at the same speed uh, as our uh, NTSC uh, cousins however uh, we didn't get the five track bonus CD that uh, they got in Japan and the US so we still managed to lose out in some department Uh, there was a PC version which came out late in 2003 Windows PC of course um, and Possibly the most notable thing about that version is you can run it at uh, resolutions of up to 4096 by 2048, (laughs) which is quite a lot higher than the PS2 version. Um, But I don't know whether the textures textures are possibly the same, uh, you know, sort of resolution, so I don't know. I mean, obviously it will have an effect, but it's not like you're downloading a high-res texture pack or anything like that. So that HD collection then from Hijink Studios, uh, much maligned... um, we talked about the probably even more problematic Silent Hill 2 mm-hmm. HD version. Um, so as I understand, Silent Hill 3 was less yeah. broken. Yeah, than, it, it, fares, yeah. it fares better. Uh, it certainly looks better, but I, I, kind of, I sometimes wonder if that's just because Silent Hill 3 originally looked significantly better, I think, anyway, than Silent Hill 2 did. Um, right. But uh, it, it didn't have as much of the that hitching problem that I mentioned last time, where like you'd mm. run it if you were when you were playing as James, you'd run and he'd just kind of stop moving, and like you'd have to keep yeah. pressing up. Um, so it didn't have any of that. But it still had some sync issues when I was playing it just last night. There was a that cutscene uh, where you meet Leonard as a monster. It's, it was entirely out of sync, like way mm. off by about like five ten seconds, and stuff like that. Really you know ruins the moment so that's the one that's the probably the easiest version to get in many ways and 
yeah, it, you wouldn't necessarily have a horrible time playing <laughs> yeah. Silent Hill 3 in HD. Um, but probably the best way to go is still, if you can find it, a, a copy of the PC version, maybe. Anyway. Um, so the director is another new director on this one, um, uh, Kazuhide Nakazawa. So um, he did work on Silent Hill 2. Mm-hmm. Um, and... Uh, He's worked on other Konami games since, including uh, a few of the uh, Winning Eleven and Pro Evolution Soccer games. The controversial Rumble Roses, XX, the uh, sexy wrestling game. Oh, yeah. Uh, He's worked on a Dance Dance Revolution and also Metal Gear Solid 4 and Metal Gear Solid Peace Walker. Um, And after 2010, according to Moby Games and and a few other places I looked, his... um, the the game sort of dry up, so I, I don't know exactly what he's up to now. But um, yeah, that's that. Masahiro Ito mm. uh, returns as an artist. Um, Hiroyuki Iwaku is uh, was the main writer, and of course Akira Yamaoka returns as the sound man, the composer. Um, and I think am I am I right? I think he might also have a producer credit on this one. I think so. I think this is where he starts putting his name on the producer because he, he I think he yeah. did a couple of them. I think after this, so. yeah. Uh, the game cost three million, three mi- three million. That was. I've got a bit of a cold. Three million, not three billion U.S. dollars. That would have been extraordinary <laughs> um, <laughs> to make and uh, sold according to VG charts because it is our our only real resource for this sort of thing. Uh, a grand total of point seven one million copies. Don't know if it uh, if it if it washed its face as they say in the movie industry. I don't know if hmm. it, if it made its money back or or what. Um, I suppose that if you work it out as $60 on average a copy, it probably does. I don't know. I haven't done the maths. I was quite unaware as to the scenario of this one, really. I knew you, I knew it was the first female protagonist, mm-hmm. um, and they were certainly... Uh, I went back to some interviews from around the time, um, and they were really, really keen and really, really careful to uh, have players going into this not knowing who you were playing now we're, we're going to spoil this straight away because it's important but um here uh, in an interview with uh, ign from e3 2002 um they were yes the producer director both very very keen to say she's just an ordinary girl she's just an ordinary <laughs> girl she honestly she's just out shopping one day and these things happen uh, and that's and that's the story that they stick to and i presume that carried through throughout all the pre-release stuff mm. i don't know if you uh, you guys remember do you did, did you know going in that this was probably in some ways the real sequel to silent hill one Mm-mm, i didn't have a clue but, really? but, but again at the time i was so unplugged from i was just like kind of generic generally playing games not like super into them so uh just yeah. at the time i so i i had no clue you yeah. So were you blown away when it turned out um, you were playing the little girl from the first not, game? Not particularly, no. <laughs> <laughs> okay, it it sort of it telegraphs it, yeah. but then drip, but also drip feeds it. So it reveals it. There's kind of two big uh, reveals in cutscenes, um, including one right at the end where she goes, you know, my name's Cheryl, yeah. Um, yeah. and uh, and it's like, yeah, I think we got that by now, yeah. <laughs> um, but. But there are lots of uh, kind of more subtle clues along the way that, that this is obviously closely related to the events of Silent Hill 1 and her and Alessa and her being the spirit of the other, the, the, the other part of the spirit of, of the, uh, the god creature who went into the baby who was adopted <laughs> by, yeah, yeah, by Harry and, uh, and, his, and his late wife. Um, Josh, do you remember, was, was this a revelation to you as the movie title has it? Um, well, 
To be honest, for large parts of Silent Hill 3's uh, plot, I was kind of confused as to what was going on. Because okay. remember, I, I hadn't played uh, Silent Hill 1 before this. Oh, good, very, yeah, very yeah, good point. So, yeah, so mm. um, a lot of it was like, well, you know what's going on, don't you, Josh? It's like, no, I don't, I don't <laughs> know who all these people yeah. are. Um, I, I think I get, you know, I, I managed to piece it together by the end. Oh, right, okay, I have to play the first one to get what's you know the significance of all of these characters and it wasn't it wasn't that confusing in in the final moments but just it, there was i think to a degree the game assumes you know what's going on a lot of the mm. time just with the reveals and just the hints it drops and yeah for for a while i i i yeah i had no idea what was going on and and i feel like it after silent hill 2 especially where that plot you, you know, you can say what you like about the voice acting and, and so forth in that game, but I felt like Silent Hill 2 had a really strong plot, whereas I came away from this feeling like it was really messy and uh, and it didn't quite know what it wanted to do. Now, mm. having played Silent Hill 1 and uh, having gone back and, and replayed not all of it, but part of it uh, for this podcast, I feel like it's actually... And not great, but a bit stronger than I remember yeah. it being. But um, yeah. it, it's still, I don't know, it's still a bit messy, I think, in, mm. in a lot of ways. Well, um, we we actually came in for some criticism of our lack of understanding of the first game. Mm. Um, when I right. say some, I mean it was particularly one commenter on, on the blog. And, yeah. you know, it was fair enough. He's obviously a big, big fan of the games. Um, he he took issue with our lack of understanding of the story and our um, and our distaste for the voice acting, um, which you know I would still contest is is not a strong point of the yeah, first Silent yeah. Hill games. But but I took I take it on board that we perhaps did show a, a, a lack of understanding of the first game's plot. In in our defence, I would say that that's not necessarily what we're here to do. We are actually just playing games and saying what we thought yep. of them. Um, but what I would say is that now. Now I've played the first game properly, read a lot more about it, played the third game and seen the movie for, for its flaws, and we'll talk about it later. It is a fairly close adaptation of the events of this game particularly. Um, I feel I have a pretty good handle on the story of Silent Hill 1 and 3 mm. now. Um, and it's kind of fun you know I, yeah. I don't think it's i don't think it's um i don't think it's a work of genius um i think there's an interesting reading of this game which uh which one of our three word contributors alludes to which is that this this has uh this has a whole fear of pregnancy yeah. uh element going on with this 17 year old um girl and the fact that her father's given her this uh this pill which is well this um, I can't remember the name of the substance, but but it's basically the the uh, the stuff that gets the um, the god part out of her, mm-hmm. but in a very physical and graphic way. Um, it you know it aborts this yeah. this fleshy fetus. Basically, it's kind of like a morning after pill, um, and and that stuff makes it more interesting. None of that stuff's really alluded to in the movie. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yes, I mean the the kind of the original. The original story of yes, the adopted baby and Alessa is uh, tortured to um, to give birth to this god, but in fact it makes her this uh, angry demonic 
creature who uh, puts these cultists into this permanent state of hell and Alessa transports this part of her as we've already mentioned into this baby and then the and so on and yeah. so forth um it's it's a little wild yeah the more you look into it that you can you know it's it's not tremendously well explained i wouldn't have said in the first game mm-hmm. um but once you've got this far there there is some there's some fun to be had i would say what i think we all kind of came away with from the first game was that it was a little too silly like it kind of went all over the place in terms of horror and this one feels yeah, a lot yeah. more consistent in its silliness <laughs> it's like it doesn't reach too it's far it's got more humor to it it certainly it? has more humor more, yeah more deliberate yeah. humor yeah anyway. fourth wall yeah. breaking kind of stuff and but this mm. one just generally feels even though it's still kind of like a lot of god demon you know kind of stuff like that where you're just kind of it kind of makes you cringe sometimes. Um, it just feels a little more consistent than the first one, so it kind of makes everything a little more cohesive. Yeah, but I, it still strikes me as a really, especially after Silent Hill Two, to go back, go back to this well, to go back mm. to the whole God narrative. Yeah, and, I guess and, it had its fans, <laughs> and I just, I, I feel like ultimately this is what holds the game back for me. Like, mm. y- you were talking about the whole fear of pregnancy thing, and I, I I just feel like this game would be stronger if they did what they did with Silent Hill 2 and just had a completely self-contained narrative yeah. about mm-hmm. Heather Graham dealing with this, you know, psychological issue. But instead... I, I feel, I, you know, I all the way through Silent Hill 3, I feel like it's held back by its need to constantly reference the first Silent Hill. And, you know, you, you guys are right. I, I do think this game is more focused and, a, you know, a little... It is still silly, but it's a little less silly than, um, than uh, Silent Hill 1. But at the same time, I just... I, I can't help but see a stronger game in... Uh, not a stronger game, but a stronger plot in yeah. there somewhere. If it kind of, you know, got rid of the shackles that of uh, the first game and and went in its own direction. Um, as it is, it it's fun, as you say. Um, but I don't I don't think it's what makes this game stand out uh, in the yeah. series, which we'll get onto uh, later on. So. Uh... Director Kazuhide Nakazawa um, uh, said that it was a smaller team worked on this mm. uh, than the second game. Um, shr- shrunk down somewhat from uh, from the Silent Hill 2 t- team to around 40, which I guess makes sense because it's it was second game on the same generation of machines. Mm. Um, and quite a few new people worked on it who hadn't worked on Silent Hill f- before, although it was most of the core team from Silent Hill 2. And in terms of influences, as you'd expect... Uh, the writer uh, Awaku-san said uh, we draw influences from lots of movies new and old Stephen King for example and Jacob's Ladder as we expect Um, we talked about uh, Centralia on the Silent Hill Mm. podcast which is obviously still a key element Um, when uh, when, uh, Nakazawa was asked on his favourite Stephen King story he uh, responded with uh, probably The Mist from Skeleton Crew and Carrie, and those are two um, you know obvious touchstones yeah, for, for this game. Yeah. Uh, so, yes, we've already sort of covered the her- Heather is actually Cheryl is actually a lesser or or an element of a lesser uh, element. Um, we don't explicitly learn until, I guess. 
about halfway through when we find out that Harry's dead, that yeah. Harry Mason was um, Heather's dad. But, you know, we kind of worked it out by then, I think. Most people will have done. Um, let's talk a little about some mechanical stuff. The um, The gameplay is ostensibly extremely similar to its predecessors. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Any Any things that we should comment upon in terms of things they had they have altered changed tweaked improved well i think uh for one thing you get a it seems like on the first playthrough you get a significantly bigger arsenal um yeah which is still hmm. kind of silly since you're she doesn't even have like a backpack or anything like that and she's carrying around like a mall and a samurai sword and a submachine gun and a shotgun and a pistol yeah. and a steel pipe and a knife and a stun gun <laughs> you get like all these things that that I would think like previous games had them as like unlocks and stuff, but this one you get a whole bunch of different Do, weapons. Actually. But they don't. Uh, there's not enough variation between any of them to really want to change it up. I feel like it's, I, I kind of stuck yeah. with just the shotgun and the st- samurai sword for the most part. Yeah, yeah, I used the sword quite a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, but interestingly for me, um, I mean, this game again has uh, difficulty settings per puzzle and mm-hmm. per per combat I, I played it on normal and normal um for both uh I under, uh, you know i didn't particularly want to make the combat any harder for myself because it shares things with the previous games in that it's you know it's quite slow it's quite um labored and, and I, I understand it's a design choice and it's deliberate and you're playing this 17 year old girl who's never been in a fight with uh, zombie dogs before or <laughs> not zombie dogs whatever um but it's not necessarily the thing i want to sp- spend most of the time doing mm-hmm. but actually this was the game the first game of the three where i got to the end and i was actually struggling for ammo for, on the final boss yeah um i had uh i had the sword and i used that generally throughout as much as i could as you do you preserve your ammo i had a machine gun i never actually found the stun gun i found ammo for it mm. never found the gun um i mean aside from the kind of the rather uh, anticlimactic nature of the fact that, you know, eventually uh, Claudia, who's the kind of antagonist, uh, ingests your aborted god fetus <laughs> and becomes, uh, which is a fairly gross scene. Um, oh, it's terrible. She, yeah. she yeah. becomes the, uh, you know, the manifestation of this of this vengeful god that they want <laughs> to, um, you know, cleanse the world. And you just shoot her, you know, you shoot her a few times with a gun and she's yeah. dead. Now, that's, that's yeah. no kind of god. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Um, but yes, I, I like it wasn't. Yeah, it wasn't necessarily harder. And the game was actually, I think, the shortest one so far for me. I think my completion yeah. time was like five and a half hours. But uh, but it was the one where I I had to resort in the end to hacking at the final boss's mm. head with a sword because I was literally out of bullets. Yeah, yeah. I think out of the three uh, that we've covered so far, I did enjoy combat the most here i'm not saying Mm. it's um you know it's not it's still not you know resident evil 4 or anything like that (laughs) but um it's it felt like the enemies were slightly better designed for the combat that's here yeah Um, and especially for melee combat um i i found myself a lot less frustrated engaging enemies with the sword and Mm -hmm. the the pipe and stuff like that here than i did with uh either silent hill one or two um 
it's very much down to the yeah. timing of the animation cycles on the enemies, isn't it? Yeah. So yeah. They're not, they don't you know, knock you down before you've had a chance to do something, right. and they don't attack you before yeah. you manage to wind up your next hit, that sort of thing. Yeah. And, and, it, and it's very obvious when the enemies are going to attack as well. Right. Just yeah. their, their animations, like there is a build-up before they strike you. Mm-hmm. Whereas in Silent Hill 1, I think is the worst for it, where they're just uh, you know they'll just keep coming at you relentlessly, and you can't really <laughs> do much about yeah. it um they, they they also put you in a lot more tighter spaces more frequently so like you'll yeah. open a door and you're in like a really small room with a nurse and like you go and shoot it and you waste your bullets that way so it kind of makes you waste your bullets more if you're not too careful mm. yeah there were a few rooms like that yeah where there would be literally uh maybe yeah, maybe three or four mm-hmm. nurses even, and um, yeah, I mean, let's 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 make no bones about it. You do go back to the yeah. Silent Hill Hospital <laughs> <Yeah>. again, <laughs> yeah. for the third game in a row, um, so they could have nurses again. I mean, I think the um, on a visual side, the uh, the graphics look like the highest resolution they'd yeah. they've been up to this point, but uh, and I think the enemies really <clears throat> benefit from that, um, even though they're they're of um, you know they're different designs generally. I mean the nurses return and stuff, but there are some some new monsters, these bizarre, very tall things with kind of club for, mm-hmm. clubs for hands, and um, I don't know what they're all called. There's there's these new um, fat ones which are insane cancer, something like in, you know, <laughs> insane cancer. That's right. <laughs> Um, little wobbly ones. There's always the sort of little um, bipedal, cute, uh, <laughs> almost cute, uh, but creepy enemy. Um, I think overall, I still prefer the look of Silent mm. Hill 2. I think it's got, you know, it's the, it's a direction I like. But I think on a technical level, on, on an objective, the graphics are, you know, um, improved. Yeah. I think you could say that because I think they're operating with, you know, with expertise and with 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 better tools than they probably had available for the yeah, previous that's why game. It's, yeah. it's actually more impressive to me that this is a smaller team than was on the second one. They got they seem to get more out of yeah. less people, which probably is down to, as you said, uh, more experience with the machine than anything else, but still pretty good. Mm. I, I think Silent Hill 3 still looks pretty good by yeah. today's standards, to be honest. Um, I, I just... The character designs, I think Heather uh, looks really great, mm-hmm. just her character model, um, but also the environments. Um, obviously, they're drawing a lot from the previous Silent Hill in terms of uh, Silent Hill games in terms of art design, but there's some extra visual flair there that just mm-hmm. enhance the atmosphere for me. Um, yeah, and I, I don't think the enemy designs are as iconic as the ones found in Silent no. Hill Two. Yeah. But there's, you know, there's some still, there's still some really cool designs there. You already mentioned the big guys with like clubby arms and that, that weird swivelly head thing that they <laughs> do. I think they look pretty good. They're not like, they're not. Nothing in this game is pyramid head. Nothing mm. comes close to how iconic that enemy is. But what's here, I think, is still pretty good. Yeah, there's those uh, sort of spinning yeah. hummingbird yeah. things. Yeah. They're kind of weird, um, and they make a they make a real you know sort of dentist <laughs> surgery kind of noise. Um, yeah, I mean, we should talk about the sound. Uh, I got to admit, um, I was hoping for more from the sound mm. from this game. Now, I, I understand the direction. Um, it's it's more contemporary, obviously that. The, we talked a little about the timeline of Silent Hill, but the first game was set in the 80s. The second game set in the 90s. This one was set more recently. 
um, and obviously she's a young girl, and and it's kind of playing to this slightly, um, yeah, slightly younger um, feel. Um, there's more rock music. Even the opening song is a kind of you know slightly. Uh, I mean, you know, it's still all Akira Yamaoka, but it's 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 rocky, but it's more poppy. Yeah. It's and, and you know maybe it's like emo poppy or something. Um, uh, and I'm not as I'm I'm certainly not as keen on the opening song, but equally I was just disappointed by how little um, of Yamaoka's sound design there was kind of obviously throughout mm. the game. I, I realised some of it because it's more subtle, but I don't. I, I kind of miss the really overbearing yeah. industrial noises from the first two games. There's a lot less of that. There's more si- more of the games played yep. in silence. Um, and yeah, there's something to be said for subtlety. But when, from from my point of view, because I don't find the gameplay of these games, you know, entirely engaging, um, the sound design is one of my favourite things. So the fact that there wasn't, there just wasn't as much of it, and there wasn't as much that really you know, was, um, you know, as spine tingling and draw dropping hmm. for me as in the previous games. But is that just, is that just me? Uh, well, yeah, I would disagree. Um, I do, I see what you're saying about the industrial stuff. Like that's almost entirely gone. Um, mm. But I think he kind of traded that for more um, monster sounds and just more varied, sure. uh, mostly, and I guess this is more of a taste thing, but it's mostly just kind of gross noises. Uh that you'll hear, like, right. you, like even if there's not an enemy in the room, you can hear the walls doing that bleeding thing that it's doing throughout. And, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, and a lot yeah. of more just kind of like a, a lot of vomit sounds, <laughs> especially at the end when she yeah, straight yeah. up vomits the uh, yeah. fetus out. Um, mm. But I think it, mm. it, for those uh, sounds, they, they, oh god, they make me cringe every time. It just oh, freaks me out. Yeah. I, I think I'd agree with Leon when it comes to the music. I think Silent Hill 2 still has a superior soundtrack, but just in terms of sound design, the 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 enemies, the way they sound, and just the environments, the ambient sound in the environments, I actually I I think I actually prefer what Silent Hill 3 is doing here. Um, I, I I get what, I I do understand your your criticism, Leon. I just. I, I think I prefer the more subtle approach to mm. sound design here. I feel like Silent Hill Three out of out of the the games we've talked about so far. I feel it's the scariest, and mm. I think um, I think the more subtle sound design is actually a part of that for me. Um, it kind of lent the game an unpredictability that. Um, mm the 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 other two didn't have as much i think silent hill 2 was dripping with atmosphere and that did put me on edge whereas with silent hill 3 i was genuinely kind of scared of the unknown in a way that i wasn't Mm -hmm. so much well i i mean silent hill 2 definitely did have that as well but i just feel like it was it was ramped up here like i i felt I felt like there really could be something around every single corner, mm-hmm. um, and just having those monster sounds in the background constantly uh, yeah. was part of that for me. I think I think what it comes down to is Silent Hill 2 sound design, and just Silent Hill 2 in general is much more of a bleak and depressing and sorrow sorrowful storyline than uh, or game in general than and yeah. this one is more of like a straight up horror kind of you yeah, know, much yeah, more yeah. focusing on monsters and gore and 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 disgusting you more than making you just feel kind of depressed yeah yeah i think maybe that's why the second game i mean i know you know people generally say that 
they they like the second game the most yeah. but i think yeah. that's why it appealed to me dramatically more was because because of its atmosphere and its scenario its mm-hmm. particular uh its particular philosophy that um yeah i gotta say you know i wasn't i really hate saying this but i wasn't scared at all by silent hill 3 um mm. i was occasionally mildly creeped maybe in certain mm-hmm. the, you know there's a couple of there's a couple of good bits but uh, i you know and again uh, a few things about this I, uh, listening to um our darren talking on his um quick rinse for i can't remember if it's for the for the third game or for this one or for the next one because i've watched them both back to back but he was saying that he's actually become more uh more afraid of video games more scared by video games as he's got older hmm. um whereas i'm going the other way and yeah. it i don't like that i actually i wish that wasn't the case because i miss that being really scared mm-hmm. um of of a game um and and the other thing on that is um i think it's also worth saying that the way i'm playing through these in a way is unnatural to how they were designed to be played mm, because mm-hmm. of what we've decided yeah. to do is play them month on month and for a series i think you know it's a tr- tremendously fun thing to do and it's really rewarding and satisfying um and i hope it you know it produces some uh you know engaging podcasts but actually playing silent hill 3 like with like a couple of weeks gap after you've played silent hill 2 was not something that the creators ever had in mind right yeah because yeah. there was there was a two-year gap so it could be that there's even some desensitization going on and unfair comparisons going on because i'm going one you know one to one to one to one mm. um so i yeah i just wanted to say that it always sounds like i'm being really down on silent hill 3 which i'm not i did i'm, I'm not really down on it but it just didn't it didn't grab me in the same way that the second game did. I, I i mean i completely understand because I think overall, I, I think we can all agree that Silent Hill 2 is the superior game. I just mm. think it it manages to mesh together all its elements to create something kind of meaningful. Whereas yeah. for me, Silent Hill 3 is more about doing one thing really, really well. And mm. I think if... I I did have like a month or so's gap between playing Silent Hill 2 and Silent Hill 3. But yeah. for you you've gone straight from Silent Hill 2 to 3. Pretty much. I can I can understand why you'd be disappointed because there are areas here areas in this game that just aren't aren't comparable. Uh, that we've already talked about the the plot. I just I think compared to 2 it's it's just not even it's not even in the same league as the story to two, and I, I think that in a lot of ways the you know the way the enemies are kind of in Silent Hill two the enemies kind of reflect the the psychological problems of the protagonist. You don't get and any of that. By your interpretation, yeah. do the uh, do yeah. the characters, right. you know, yeah. the, the other characters, whereas in this the other characters are demonstrably other yeah, characters. absolutely yeah. are real people and. You, you do, yeah. Silent Hill Three does feel lesser, a lot lesser when you compare those elements. But I, I just think, in terms of when I comp- when I compare how scared I was playing either yeah. game, Silent Hill Three really, really got to me. Mm. And, yeah. I, yeah, and me too. I, to be honest, I am 
a scaredy cat. Like I'm not, I, I'm pretty easy to scare. But th- there were certain sequences in Silent Hill Three. I think Sh- Sean uh, agrees with me. The scene with the mirror. Dude. You walk into this room with a mirror, mm. and then I, I, it, is it? Is it all the blood starts draining from the walls yeah. and 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 then the then image the of you becomes like this red like? Do you eventually die if you stand in if that you, room no, too long? Well, if you don't leave, because when you first walk in the room and you try to leave, mm. it's locked behind you. Yeah, and only until your um her reflection freezes. Yeah, and then, and then <laughs> yeah. you can get out. But if you stay in there, yeah, you will die. Yeah, I mean that's the weird. That's probably the weirdest thing about that room uh, is is the fact that in the end her reflection stops mirroring what you do, and oh, and, and, and it's odd. It, yeah, I mean that that's kind of a sort of protracted. Yeah, it, I, see, I wouldn't have called that a scare so much as a as, as a creep out. It you know, but then yeah. you know we're, we're talking about semantics. Like jump scares are, are you know cattle prods are, are, yeah. are lazy. So so I like the fact that they 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 were attempting some more of that sort of stuff. Yeah, that you know the kind of slower burn stuff rather than there's a scream. You know, yeah. which, which they did they do, do, do a couple there, of times few, in this one. Few yeah. of those as well. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I mean, you know, I'm envious of your youth for so many reasons, Josh. But, <laughs> but ge- genuinely, when I when I was your age, you know, which is the best part of two decades ago, uh, I would I would have been absolutely the same. Yeah. Um, yeah. As I say, as we discussed on previous previous ones, uh, I think it's just um, uh, you know exposure to both more and more horror as I've got mm-hmm. older, and more and more of life's actual horrors yeah. um, that have meant that I'm slightly more immune to scary stuff. Um, which, as I say, is, is disappointing. Yeah, it, it'll be it'll be interesting to see how you fare for the rest because I feel like, yeah, as, like Josh said, this is the scariest one for him. Probably is for me too. So I, I I'll be interested to see if you find any of the other ones scary because you got a lot more but to go. What scares one? What scares a person? What what creeps out? What disturbs? Is mm-hmm. almost as much of a subjective thing oh, as yeah. Yeah, music, sure. isn't it? Yeah. So course, there yeah. might be just something in one of you know one of the games that's considered yeah. lesser in the series that really affects Gets me to you, because yeah. it talks speaks to me directly so yeah no i'm i'm Fair. very keen very yeah. keen to see um yeah one interesting thing is um that for years and years you know the iconic image from this game and i don't know whether they intended it as to be to be this case was the the fairground rabbit yeah so <laughs> i remember seeing gifs of that rabbit you know walking around and and doing stuff so i assumed it was going to be a, a, a regular monster if not a boss fight but it never is no nope. nope. you never actually uh you see it move in a jump scare in the film and that's it there's no there's no actual there's no actual scary uh rabbit bosses which i was slightly mm-hmm. disappointed because i think that would have been pleasantly you know different to have a big you know a cuddly big character plushy, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but i don't know yeah, it, it it makes returns later on, but uh, it, yeah, it's 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 weird that they they set you up, especially in that opening where it's it there it's everywhere, like in that yeah, yeah. opening dream sequence, and then it, it kind of it never comes back, does it? No, well, I don't. But, or, well, when you go in the same place again, oh, yeah, when, yeah, when, yeah, when, yeah. But in but, terms of the yeah, hmm, yeah, it's kind of a weird choice. Perhaps the developers did intend for uh, Valtiel to become mm-hmm. the the iconic yeah. um, scare. Uh, you know, recur this this recurring character um, in in this game. Um, you, it's this really isn't explained in the game, so I'm calling it Valtiel because mm-hmm. I've looked it up. Um, but 
uh, but it's this um, humanoid, uh, twitchy, kind of unpleasant, creepy. Um, you know, it's got the usual thing. It looks like its face has been sewn up in the wrong way, and <laughs> you know, all the, all the usual stuff. And it's kind of, um, I guess, it's a, uh, a a servant of the 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 vengeful god, isn't it? That yeah. That, that, that they uh, that they're trying to summon. So I mean, there's a whole kind of confusion for me in my head. And again, I'm sure more reading and more research would clarify this. There's a bit of confusion as to the horrors that have been created by Alessa because they because they you know torched her or they tortured her and whatever, and the horrors that are created by this dormant mm-hmm. yeah. Um, but in the case of this Valtiel, who who pops up here and there, because sometimes I think some of the some of its appearances you can actually miss if you're not if you're either mm-hmm. if you're not looking or you don't look in the right place. Um, but this actually is is a creature that doesn't attack Heather. Um, you I th- am I right in thinking that? And, and yeah. but it does. Uh, some t- there's a chance that when you die. Um, it will appear and mm-hmm. you know craw- uh, you know drag you off basically <laughs> i think the idea is that it's trying to um it still wants to access that part of your soul that relates to the rebirthing of this right yeah god yeah it, <laughs> it uh it's a little confusing he's he seems to um i know a lot of people like to think he he is the one who's making the transitions for heather from the uh, real world to the other world with the yeah, valve. Okay. Like, and most of the times when you, when you go into the other world, you'll see him turning a valve in some yes, fashion. Yeah. And uh, so that's him, like, kind of like funneling her towards uh, towards the end, where she would be birthing this god. And yeah. s- since he's a servant, he's trying to protect the god and keep it safe, which is in terms keeping you safe. And so. It's yeah, weird. it's interesting. It's, mm-hmm. it's 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 a cool idea. I just it it seems to be a bit undersold compared to yeah. Pyramid Head. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, uh, yeah. I still like Voltiel, but is also. I mean, you can't really beat the first time you see Pyramid Head. You know. No. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, true. To be honest, I I find his design kind of boring. Like I I, I hate mm. to use that word, but like it, it's just a humanoid figure with stitches sure. all over yeah. him mm. you compare that to pyramid head who yeah. has all sorts of horrible implications with his design you know he's literally carrying a, a giant phallic symbol uh, around <laughs> with him all the time and and this yeah. guy's just kind of like a creepy golem like creature with no mm. face and i just it, it i think yeah that's kind of kind of my biggest criticism of like this game is that the monsters are just nowhere near as interesting in terms of design. I, I, I hmm. yeah, I, I, to be honest with you, I struggled to remember this, uh, this creature until you brought him up and mm. I did mm. a quick Google search. Like he, he just, he does not have any of the presence that someone like yeah. uh, pyramid had. had you, you also, you like never get up close and personal with him. Like you do with pyramid, like you, you yeah, straight up yeah. fight pyramid head multiple times and you never even, uh, interact with Voltiel. He's just always there. Um, so that, that also probably has to do with not being very memorable. Yeah. That said, that's probably preferable to that first pyramid head encounter in Silent Hill <laughs> yeah. Two, where you just run across the room, run across the room, <laughs> yeah. run across the room. Um, yeah, and this. Um, I mean, the, again, the design thing. I think probably carries on into the bosses. Now, um, yeah. 
again, uh, our, our same correspondent um, named uh, Man With No Taste. Uh, now, he has said he won't be listening anymore because of all oh. the things we got wrong about Silent Hill, which is absolutely fair enough, his prerogative. Yeah. Um, so he may or may not be listening to this one. But he, uh, again, in, in, with his obvious Silent Hill passion and expertise, pointed out that... Um, there were you know there are reasons why the bosses in the first game take the forms that they they do um so for instance uh and and this is clear when you return to Alessa's room in this game she has a collection of bugs hence there's a right. big moth yep. bug okay. monster you know stuff like that and each i think each of the things that you know again if the game doesn't necessarily spell it out for you and make it apparent but it's all in there and and actually i do think that's cool yeah um, totally and so it may be again the case that um the bosses in this uh in silent hill 3 have have similarly um i mean actually they they kind of they probably are woven into the actual story more but but the first you know the first boss is the is a big underground wormy thing and now i don't actually know if there's any particular special relevance to that without again looking further so speaking as somebody who just played the game completed it and thinks about the game i just thought yeah it's a big wormy thing um (laughs) and it's another yet another not particularly satisfying boss to fight yeah you know it has a fairly um predictable pattern that you know comes down to you just remembering how long its animation cycle is before it can hit you again um and, and yeah, they go through the game. the 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 rooftop fight with with the uh, creature that killed Harry. Yeah. Um. Again, that thing. You know, it's it's a it's a boss out in a larger area, and that thing moves about a bit faster and stuff. But it still comes down to a very familiar yeah. set of um, mechanics, which you know, and these are the mechanics of co- combat that Silent Hill is famously and possibly deliberately not that adept at. Mm. Yeah, I. I do wonder why why does why do the developers feel the need to put boss battles in these games because I just don't feel the like the, yeah it's the I, the combat system is clearly not built for it um it it's a survival it, all everything about the game is designed around resource management and running away from encounters when mm. necessary so inserting inserting these boss battles feels akin to you know ha- having those enforced bo- boss battles in um Deus Ex Human Revolution it mm. just it feels like the combat doesn't support what they're trying to do yeah and yeah. um and this is a criticism of the entire series really or at yeah. least these three games um it f- it feels like the these games are trying to um insert something it feels needs to be there that really really doesn't um I, I, yeah, it, it's just it, it's really unnecessary. Or every time there's a boss battle in a Silent Hill game, it feels completely unnecessary. I, I, I completely agree. The what's interesting though to me is that when you look at the the end of game ratings that you can earn, yeah, and to, you know to get different endings and and whatever, um, they are so much based around the combat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, you know, there are so many speed runs and expert players of this out there who are playing through this game. And they've obviously, you know, they've kind of mastered the the techniques to, to every single thing. And, you know, but yes, as somebody, like I said before, it's, it's it sounds really dumb to say that, you know, well, you know, I'd, I'd rather play DMC Devil May Cry or something. Yeah. Because 
this would be so such a completely different game if you yeah. know if I mean you know Devil May Cry kind of came out of was a spin-off was originally to be a spin-off of a survival horror game Resident Evil and ended up as this far more combat centric you know rich deep combo thing and no absolutely Silent Hill shouldn't be that but as we've said before to me it doesn't mean that the combat has to be quite so mundane quite yeah. so frustrating and stiff and um you know even even people who aren't trained in combat who aren't particularly fit can possibly move a little bit more um sprightly like than than uh, than say James in the second game you know i understand <laughs> yeah. i mean in the first game i think there's probably more mitigating circumstances because of the technology and the ambition of the game but but by this point yes i know we're, again i i completely understand we're a 17 year old young woman we we don't we're not playing a, a, a combat adept character, but yeah. they're still, or just don't have boss fights that are purely about, you know, avoid, run away and hit, have things that maybe, maybe bring the puzzle element into the yeah, boss absolutely. fight element. Yeah. The, the, I mean, I, I'm complaining about the combat system, but also there's just a lack of imagination with these boss battles. Yeah. You could do something interesting, like you say, with a, a puzzle boss, where it's about Heather, you know, fiddling with mechanisms or what have you in order to engineer a scenario where this horrible monster manages to yep. die. And it, that would make these creatures feel more powerful because if Heather has, can't engage them directly and has to you know, figure out some kind of mechanism to defeat them, then suddenly... Uh, these creatures feel a lot more powerful than they end up yeah. feeling in this game. You take out a god with shock, a shotgun. Yeah. That just that <laughs> feels so underwhelming. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. it's I think just games have done this more recently. I'm thinking about um, Brothers that we covered. You know, yeah. there's that fight early on where obviously you're controlling two characters, but the 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 theory is the same you're being chased by a giant ogre and you have to release all the the cables to to get the the pit to fall and and that sort of thing that that was much more memorable to me than run to the other side of the arena wait until it's mm. got its guard down and shoot it and you know and it, and even stuff like the feedback is still we're three games in now and the actual feedback to to when you hit an enemy in this game with a bullet is not good enough yeah, yeah, yeah even, yeah. even for even 10 twitch, years ago yeah. Yeah, there's just this kind of sense of... Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, they make a it, sound, it, that's pretty much all they yeah, do. Yeah, it's, it's not rewarding. It doesn't, yeah. it doesn't feel like the guns have any power to them. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's the one thing, it's the one area that Resident Evil has over Silent Hill. Is I, I think even the earlier Resident Evils that had quite similar combat to the Silent Hill games yeah, had yeah. excellent audio-visual feedback yeah. in terms yeah, of totally. combat. Yeah, even just in you know in the very first obviously resident evil has been re-released umpteen times and at the time of recording it's about to be released yet again um but even the very first game there was that um one in however many chance it was that the enemies the zombies head would pop even yeah, that right, one yeah. little thing made it so much more satisfying yeah than just the you know just the endless you just see these enemies in this game just die in exactly the same way over and over again mm. Um, I suppose one mechanical thing that is is slightly slicker in this game is her foot stomp is much more is much quicker and much easier mm-hmm. to uh, 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 access than it was in in the last game, which required that you had to be standing in exactly the same place and and whatever. And there's a bit of um, 
sort of if you push towards in this game you get more of a stab attack and if you but if you leave yeah. the controller neutral you you swipe down i think though i could be wrong but i think they've done away with the pressure sensitive stuff that they they put in the second game mm. uh, i didn't get any feeling that i was having um I think maybe it's more about how long you hold the button down rather mm-hmm. than how hard you press it because yeah. I, th- I think developers stepped away from the whole press sensitive button thing when they realised that no one was using no it, one was and doing it yeah. most players were really unaware that it was in there you know, I remember talking to playing GTA uh, 3 on the PS2 and explaining to one of my friends that if you didn't hold the X button down all the way you weren't you didn't have to constantly accelerate you could actually hold the X button to a you know kind of to a, a neutral speed sort of thing um, I think just people weren't really aware of that feature of their controllers as much as mm-hmm. anything puzzles um, this game I would say they're they're probably slightly fewer and farther between but I think yeah. the ones that are in there are quite strong they're, I felt they were neither too I mean again this is playing at normal difficulty so there is both an easier and a harder variation of all of these puzzles but I felt that they were neither too obscure to be um you know, logical, uh, or and, yeah. and but they weren't quite in the you know find unicorn key to open right. unicorn door yeah. type of type of thing. Um, there were some quite enjoyable ones, I thought, but they never. I didn't feel like they held up the game for too long. Although I was quite pleased to be doing them sometimes because it meant I wasn't doing, doing combat. <laughs> combat, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, was, I was definitely curious to see how you were going to come back with uh, with the puzzles for this one because I yeah I agree there there are a lot more logical like uh i think the very first puzzle is just like there's a key under a board yeah and you go into a um bakery and find tongs and go back get out the key with the tongs because you can't reach it with your hands like okay that totally makes sense (laughs) i'll I'll give you go uh the one puzzle that kind of i didn't it doesn't really make sense to me i kind of did it off memory this time but it's um i think it's also in the hospital in the basement where you there's like a uh a a shelf knocked over on the wall and she can't get through for some reason. And so you have to go upstairs, yeah. get a camera, run all the way down, yeah. take a picture of the wall. Like why would I, I didn't even know like taking a picture of a wall was going to be, I fluked you know, that. I totally fluked that. I oh, really? picked up the, the instamatic camera uh-huh. and yep. I was just like, well, that's weird. So, um, you know, I, I clearly can't move my character through there. Um, yeah, yeah. I've, I've recently been playing outlast. So I was kind of expecting her to squeeze, <laughs> squeeze yeah. through. Um, but so I just looked in the inventory and just, you know, went, um, Tried it. Yeah. You, use camera. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> so yeah, that was, I suppose I, I got lucky with that one. That could have, mm-hmm. I, I think that could have been one that I would have ended up, uh, looking up yeah yeah josh i i wish there were more puzzles yeah. in this game yeah, I, can, um, I, can dig it. I i think they're the, the the best designed out of the three games we've covered so far like sean says i they don't seem completely crazy like they did in <laughs> silent hill one there is a logic there that makes sense mm. um and Honestly, I had a lot more fun solving these puzzles than, you know, dealing with the enemies and the combat. So, you know, I, I'm left feeling like, couldn't couldn't have you, you know, filled out much more of this game with these puzzles? Because, mm. frankly, like, the world you've created is scary enough. Um, I, d- I don't need to constantly be in combat scenarios for me to be terrified Mm. so if you wanted to you could just have the puzzles be the majority of my interaction with this game 
I don't know if you two would feel this game would still work if it was more of a puzzle game than a combat game, mm. but I, I kind of feel like it could. Sure, yeah. 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 I think yeah. the only the only fear for me would that be like if they would get get a little too puzzle heavy and then start getting falling back yeah. into the old tricks, you know. True. Yeah, I mean, I think um, for me there has to be some mortal danger, and often mm, I find yeah. that what I'm the most scared of in survival horror games is not the sound or the. I mean, it's often the sound, but it's not always uh, the sound or the characters or the gore. It's the thought of having to redo lengthy sections of game <laughs> yeah. because yeah. that is, you know, as somebody with a you know a massive backlog of video games and time pressures, the worst thing for me is having to redo bits <laughs> so that's like <laughs> that's the horror to me is um tra- trapped in purgatory of redoing the same bits of game over and over again the weird thing is that that doesn't apply to things like um you know binding of isaac or spelunky where it's mm. procedurally generated it's things where it's literally the same sequence of of events that you yeah. have to do over and over again but um yeah i mean again we've seen obviously this game is uh 10 12 11 years old and We've seen a lot of um, different kinds of uh, exploration of, of horror in games since then. We've seen Amnesia and um, obviously even mm. Silent Hill Shattered Memories, which we're going to cover, which is a combat-free game. Yep. Um, just talking about Outlast, which has no uh, combat in it. Yep. Um, it's it's a running away game. And uh, and I think, yeah, that, that certainly has its, has its scares. Alien Isolation as well. I think the whole, the non-combat survival horror game is probably you know more viable now isn't it than it was sure, when yeah. when konami were putting this together 10 years ago it would have been like what <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i mean it, it probably had been done uh, i'm trying i'm struggling to think of an example off the top of my head but mm. um but it certainly would have been a more it would have been a much bigger gamble in yeah. in, in the video game market over 10 years ago to say it's got no combat in it whatsoever <laughs> um yeah Onto the characters then. So uh, I see a lot of people, some of our correspondents, um, and I've, I've seen elsewhere on the internet, um, really, uh, I, I guess it's as a response to the kind of rather uh, flat, blank canvases of Harry and James in the first two games. But people really seem to love Heather Morris. Yeah. Yeah, I like her. I think she's fun. I think the writing sometimes does her a bit of a disservice uh, in terms of the... The fourth wall break and stuff. I know it's funny, yeah. but I think it really comes out of nowhere, especially at like the very end. Like she kills the god, she walks away, says, "Well, I guess the credits are about to roll," and then seconds later starts crying, and then seconds after that, run walks up to um, uh, <laughs> Douglas and is like, "Boo!" You know, <laughs> like what? That's so weird. Like, yeah, it's, it's, so weird. Weird. It's, it's so weird. It's like yeah, there's um, she, you know, uh, Douglas, the the PI, who I, I think is probably the the weakest performed character in this one. Um, Yeah, maybe. Um, He sort of says, uh, you know, like, uh, so is everything done? And she goes, one thing still not right, you know. (laughs) You're still alive. And he's he's lying there with a broken leg. And she goes, ah, I'm just fooling with you. He's he's like, like, you've got one twisted sense of you. She's literally just come out of a room sobbing over the death of her father. After she killed a god. After she killed a god. (laughs) Yeah, 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 very strange. It's really strange. But I think generally, uh, yeah, she's certainly way more likable than James and uh, Harry, yeah. but um, I, I do think they make some missteps here and there with her.
I think I, I like the design of her character more mm. than her mm. personality. Um, James and, and Harry were kind of just generic white dudes, whereas um, Heather kind of has a unique look to her. Um, but I, I, I'll be honest, like I don't, I don't think she was particularly well written. Um, I, I think she, I think she has slightly more personality than Harry and James. Yeah. But yeah, she's she's certainly not one of the best protagonists uh, I've mm-hmm. ever played as. She, she's just kind of all right. Yeah, I also wonder if it comes down to her performance too, because I, I think she did actually the the voice actress did a really good job with her, and um, yeah, especially you know played again. By, uh, yeah, sorry. I mean, I, I I accidentally called her Heather Morris, which is which is her actress name. I, name. Uh, uh, that's the actress's name. Yeah. And I think they, I think they pretty much named. They decided that her in hiding name would be Heather after the actor's mm-hmm. after the actor's name. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm very conscious about about this because uh yeah because it only takes as as anyone who podcasts knows it only takes uh one from the you know you might have uh, x thousand downloads but then one person says you got this wrong um f- to make you think did i get that wrong um but i you know i don't believe that you know it, it is an opinion about acting and performances and i and i think generally in the silent hill series they've been a, a weakness for me and a disappointing one I, I, as always i take no pleasure in something that actually reduced my my enjoyment of a video game being you know bad um in this game it's really interesting actually watching the um uh performance capture sessions of yeah. this, it mm-hmm. looks like they were actually kind of ahead of their time in mm-hmm. this game because you could be watching some of the scenes between, uh, say, Heather and uh, Douglas, uh, played by Richard Gross, or, or um, Matt Lagan as Leonard Wolf. It could be, uh, it could be the guys out of The Last of Us. They are there yeah. in their motion capture suits in the rooms doing the parts. And actually, when you look at them doing those performances there in isolation, they seem not bad at all. Certainly yeah. for a ten-year-old video game. But I think. Again, my overall feeling from this game was that it's wildly variable. Some some performances in some scenes are good, yeah. and then other scenes it's incredibly hammy. You know, yeah, some of the stuff totally. between uh, Claudia Wolf again, played by Donna Burke uh, and Leonard, um, is just like real pantomimic stuff. Um, but there are other points where, yeah, it's actually it's actually not bad. I think it's I think you know it, it's it's the best they got so far. Um, but there are still some scenes where I was, you know, kind of hands over my eyes going, yeah. the, the, you know, did they actually, was this the best take they got really, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Vincent's, uh, kind of, kind of rough in my opinion. Uh, I know he's meant to be, um, uh, dubious and you're, you're not sure yeah. which side he's playing, but he just kind of comes off as a creep. Um, yes. And yeah. Just kind of, and then, yeah, the guy totally hams it up for the most part and it's weird because like i, I think and uh, heather for the most part is is well done but it seems like she's the only one that they're really focused on getting right whereas yeah, everybody yeah. else is kind of playing archetypes or or just uh going a little too overboard and again i've heard it said many times by by voice actors and game producers that i think um what what used to happen back then was that actors came in and did what they'd heard in other video games and what had been heard in other video games was much closer to because you know back then the audience was younger it was closer to saturday morning cartoons 
um, it was much more like a, a children's animation performance than it was an adult movie performance. Now, at some point over the probably the mid to, mid two thousand, maybe maybe Mass Effect times, that start that really started to change and. Um, you know, and it started to become more apparent that you know grown-ups were playing these games and grown-ups were acting with them. So, and the scripts were getting written by grown-ups. So let's actually do it like grown-ups instead. So I think this comes just before the um, that kind of watershed, and um, and I think in some ways it shows. But I think you know, huge credit to them for obviously, yeah, t- taking it seriously, not in the sense that there's no humour in it, but but obviously attempting to get good performances because yeah. you know they did. Put, get people in the motion capture suits and they put them together in the room and all that sort of thing um yeah it's just a shame that yeah again some of the actors are you know just not as capable and so and, and again the other thing is the script is uh yeah. I, 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 a localization you know it's a it's a translation of of a japanese and and if they'd gone with the original if they'd elected to do it in a different way to the rest of the series and gone with the original Japanese script then maybe it would have been stronger or at least we'd have been mm. less aware of, of its failings but I don't know right the uh, as we've said this game I think you could you could probably yeah is Silent Hill 2 as it turns out is almost self-contained um, yeah. this, this could have been called Silent Hill 2 Silent Hill 2 perhaps with hindsight should have been called Silent Hill um, colon something, yeah. Colon something, yeah. yeah. Um, but uh, this game does, as you might expect, contain references to Silent Hill Two. Um, some, of, I mean, some of the postmodern stuff we've already talked about in the fourth wall breaking. Um, the costume I unlocked for completing the game was a T-shirt of. Uh, so you can start a new game and equip a costume, which is uh, Heather's top is a picture of her in her original costume shooting a gun with Silent Hill in a retro 70s font next to it. Um, There are posters for the game Silent Hill 2 uh, in the shopping mall. Mm. Um, And also there are a few things, and I I, I always love this sort of stuff, um, and Konami obviously have always played with this sort of thing, Mm -hmm. famously Psycho Mantis. Um, reading your memory card, but in this case, uh, a few little bits and bobs happen if you have a Silent Hill 2 save on your memory card, um, including... uh, Well, let's hear from our correspondent, Tadinho, who says, I started replaying Silent Hill 3, and I just got to a part that reminded me why Heather is my favourite character in the whole series. So you're in a bathroom, and there's a clogged toilet. Uh, At this point, you are in the other world, so everything is more gross, and there's a prompt to unclog the toilet. I click it, she kneels to do it, and then quickly turns around, faces the camera, and starts saying how gross and stupid this is, asking the player what kind of person (laughs) he or she is to try and make her do that. It's a nice way to poke fun at Silent Hill 2 and horror tropes. Love this kind of thing, says (laughs) Tadinho. Uh, also, uh, if you examine a, uh, the mailbox in the apartment building, Heather comments that there is uh, not even a letter from uh, a dead wife. Mm. Uh, and um, there's also a fence that she can examine that um, she says it doesn't look like it's about to break, whereas there's a there's a point where James uh, falls off a roof through a fence. Um, there may be more. I'm not so sure. Endings-wise, Silent Hill... Um, series famous for its multiple endings um they didn't go to town quite as much with this one as they did with its predecessor so pretty much i think you can only get the normal ending the first time you play through 
think so. So there's yeah. there's no bad ending. There's no A minus plus blah 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 or, or anything. Or you know you played so badly you can't even have the proper ending. You just get the normal ending uh, where the fairground has returned to uh, the non you know the normal world, the non other world, and uh, and the detective is still alive and she pretends that she's going to kill him, and that's weird. Um, but then weirdly, <laughs> if you if you play if you replay and um and score enough points and you know this is where this this bizarre game in which we're saying oh we didn't like the combat much um this game is all about uh scoring points by killing over 200 enemies mm-hmm. um you have to you know receive less damage um no sorry you have to no, receive more, more damage yeah. more damage yeah, yeah weirdly <laughs> um uh, but don't play it on hard or you might die um, and you get a, a, a more miserable ending where she comes out into the other world and the detective is laying in a pool of blood. Mm-hmm. I didn't think it was particularly any more rewarding having watched it on YouTube. Yeah. <laughs> like, why would I bother? So so odd. You know, could, um, you, you say you've played it multiple times, Sean, but mm. you, you know, did you actually play it thinking, right, I'm going to get the different ending this time? No, no. I always, I, I, I generally don't do that with games. I, I, I like, I stick with the ending that I got and look yeah. up the other ones but um yeah neither of them are really satisfying because like that that first one has a weird joke in it that kind of kills the mood and then cuts to her at her father's grave during, <laughs> it's just so all over the place yeah. and then that that second one has a more of a lore ending to it because the um the the lore about uh the god is that they would be uh uh, bringing about the world through blood-stained hands, and that's and mm. it's a, that ending starts with a close-up of her hand and the knife being all bloody, and so yeah. it's a little more lore-heavy. But again, it's just that one scene and then credits. So it's just yeah, neither of them really. Uh, and it doesn't. Yeah, I mean, there's. I'm sure there's there is some logic why you know the fact that you killed so many more monsters and you take more damage, damage leads yeah. to that. But yeah, more vengeful yeah. type. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, there is the uh, mandatory comedy ending. Yeah. Um, and this really is a cool It's ridiculous. Yeah. I, I advise checking it out on uh, on YouTube. Um, <laughs> you, uh, in in sort of, uh, how would you call it? It's like it's almost coloured colored in storyboards sort of yeah. animation. Mm-hmm. Uh, she goes back home. Not only is her dad still alive and at home, but uh, James is also peering around a corner at her. <laughs> yeah. uh, there's an alien there, of course, a grey alien. Um, uh, her father talks in a high-pitched squeaky voice like <laughs> yeah. like an alien um, uh-huh. and then when he when Heather explains what's been going on Harry uh, vows to take vengeance um, <laughs> flies off with us with a, a squadron of flying saucers and blows up Silent Hill <laughs> yep and and then and yeah. then you get the Silent Hill song yeah, <laughs> uh, Uta, Uta no Silent Hill, which um, is again. Well, Sean, perhaps perhaps you should end. Uh, the, the trouble is, there's no translation because it's yeah, sung in I Japanese. Don't know. I don't know. I don't know what any of it says. But oh, yes. okay. There's, there's uh, the, I do. Um, okay. There's, uh, it, it's again well worth seeking out online. Um, it uh, it sings about the main characters from the game. Mm. It's all out of tune, school children, and <laughs> an absolutely mad lead vocal. I'm not sure who that's from. I don't know if it is Yamaoka or, or somebody else. Mm, um, it's kind of it's like a it's like a sort of something from a children's television program, but yeah. really <laughs> messed up. 
Um, and each of the verses talks about a different character from the game. Um, and they conclude with Heather, who they talk... Uh, well, uh, yeah, they talk about... Um, Douglas first, as he, he he smells of fish because he sells fish in his spare time, which is which is good enough. But when they get to Heather, it says and something along the lines of, and now she's a single mum with two children of her own. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. I don't know why. Wow. But uh, and then it ends with machine gun sounds and all the children yeah. kind of going ah. Uh, yeah, extraordinary scenes. Um, yeah, and wow. Well, yeah, what can you say? Really. What can you say? <laughs> uh, as usual, there's uh, a bunch of um, stuff to for you know for the really um, committed players to uh, to seek out and unlock, um, including uh, a sexy beam. I believe it's yeah. called the sexy beam or the the heather beam. Maybe maybe it's the sexy beam in the Japanese version. Um. It's a Sailor Moon outfit, I think. It's called something else, like the Princess right. Heart outfit or something. Yeah, yeah. Um, lots and lots of stuff like that. Again, for, for the sort of people who get a kick out of... I, I'd still find it... You know, I've never been one of these people like, like you're saying, yeah, Sean, that, that would necessarily just play through the same game over and over again. There's too many games to play. This This kind of goes back to the time you were talking about... You know, mm. uh, a, a, a lot a lot of Americans talk about when they used to get one NES game a year or one, yeah. <laughs> one every six months or whatever, and you yeah. would absolutely, you know, play it to death and milk it. Unfortunately, in those days, you didn't really have unlocks because the cartridges didn't have memory, you know, battery save or anything like that. But I assume the, the, the theory was the same in that, you know, I mean, not that this is for young people, but if you had, if you, if you managed to get, yeah, their yeah, time is a relevant thing as well. Yeah. But yeah, if you manage to get like Silent Hill three and no other games for the next six months, you might try to unlock everything, um, uh, every costume, every yeah, every every extra weapon and so on. Yeah. Um, but it's not it's not something that I imagine either we would do or most of the people listening to this, unless mm. you know, unless there are some more real hardcore Silent Hill fans out there. Um, it's I, I like the fact that the more you complete these games, these in these classic era Japanese games. Um, the kind of more stupid you make them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you start off with this really, you know, intentionally um, disturbing horror experience. And by the end, you're, you know, you're running around in a negligee, shooting a, <laughs> shooting Laser a beams. cannon. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there's something really charming about that. But yeah, um, totally. yeah it's just for, a, a, you know, they put it all in there for a relatively limited amount of their audience because... Even back then, most people, you know, completed games, and then a game like this, you complete it and trade it in by and large. You know, sure, that's for yeah. for a lot of people. Here it comes. <laughs> <laughs> now we're slightly ahead of schedule in that, as I said, the first Silent Hill film, um, because of the nature of Hollywood and the nature of film production cycles, um, it took. I don't know when the the, the rights were first. Um, acquired normally it's when a game is very new the, the rights right. get acquired and any number of times this uh this ends up with a film not happening mm-hmm. or a film happening a long time later which is i guess what happened here mm-hmm. normally the thing that i do like about the silent hill films and i'm gonna i'm gonna lump them in together at this point um silent hill 2006 and silent hill revelation 3D, if you saw it in 3D, <laughs> yeah. 2012, and you can see they were going heavy on the 3D, having watched it in yeah. uh, 2D on Netflix this afternoon. 
these films at least maintain certain things about the games. Mm-hmm. Like the amount of video game films, like Mortal Kombat, the first Mortal Kombat, you know, it's, it's absolute trash, but it was fairly faithful. <laughs> I, think likeable, fun. I think it's fun. I think it's a better movie than Silent Hill Revelation. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Which I know is not saying much, but at least sure. I can enjoy Mortal Kombat on a very base level. Well, absolutely. Uh, yeah. yeah. Um, so, but it's things like, it's not exactly the same, but the logo no, looks no. like the Silent Hill logo. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Whereas Resident Evil, what's that logo? You know, oh, thinking about yeah. other other video game movies where just like the the they've thrown away it, and it, I think I just find it really disrespectful to the audience and absolutely, the people yeah. and the yeah, creators absolutely. when they go well now we're making a film of it we'll throw all that stuff away yeah at least Silent Hill has now what's weird is the first Silent Hill movie is in some ways less faithful than the second one so Christophe hmm. uh, Gans 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 uh, French director was uh, a genuine fan of the games yeah um and roger avery wrote it who's had uh, some high profile gigs he, he used to work with quentin tarantino i think they had a falling out mm-hmm. um fairly early on um but they wrote some stuff together and uh, and then he wrote some stuff um yeah a lot apart. of brady Snellis stuff yeah um so they obviously they didn't entirely have the courage of their convictions with this adaptation and you never know who's the stu- you know what's the studio saying well we sure, can't do that yeah. and and what's the the creators so instead of uh instead of Cheryl you've got Sharon you know why I don't know yeah it makes no sense <laughs> no reason whatsoever yeah. just because I mean they have Cheryl's in America right it's like like you know <laughs> I have no idea yeah yeah um, so and you have uh, in the first game you had uh, the the couple were Rose De Silva and Christopher De Silva instead of Harry Mason. Yes. Yep. Um, if the 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 sequel sort of entertainingly retcons this, which I think I thought was actually quite clever how they kind of written it round so that I mean maybe they always had this in mind because this film came out three years after Silent Hill three. Um, but it takes bits and bobs from the first three games, basically the first movie, doesn't it? So it has, it has the sort of backstory of the Centralia style underground right. disaster. Yep. It has elements of the cult. It has Dahlia Gillespie. It has Sybil Bennett played by Laurie Holden, who people probably know from the walking dead. Okay. Yeah. Um, and image wise, it, it has some things which look like they are from Silent Hill. Yeah, um, and it uses big chunks of Akira Yamaoka's score mm-hmm. yeah. as well. Yeah. Um, I watched it f- for the first time before Christmas, and I thought it was a bit poo. <laughs> um, some people had said that it was like the best video game adaptation ever. Now, of course, uh, of a film. Now, of course, that isn't saying a whole lot. Right? Yeah, that's what I was just going to say. Like, I yeah. would agree with that, but that's again not yeah. at all. Um, much. You know, I didn't hate it, but it was it was kind of campy and oh, yeah. um, so. But some of the imagery was 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 all right. Um, yeah, what do you, what do you guys both think of the first film, and and what did you want to say about it in relation to the games, if anything? I I think at, at the very least, I felt like the people who made the first movie genuinely loved uh, the Silent Hill games. It felt like a fan project. Um, and I'm I say that with all the negatives and positives that come yeah, with that. Sure, mm. it feel, it feels like you know just like cobbled together. It's 
the problem I have with it is it does feel like a best of kind of let's take all the you know the ideas we love from the games yeah, stitch them yeah. all together and unfortunately it doesn't work because Pyramid Head has symbolic value right, exactly, in yeah. Silent Hill 2 and in the movie he has none he's just a big bad guy who <laughs> rips people's skin off yeah. um, the one thing I will say is that the first movie if it nails anything, it's the aesthetic. Like visually, mm-hmm. I think it really captures um, what Silent Hill Two was going for. Mm-hmm. And by the end, the plot kind of disappears up its own bum, and 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 it overexplains everything, which kind of misses the point of Silent Hill. One of the things that makes the series so great, uh, well, what makes Silent Hill Two so great, is that it keeps things vague. It keeps things. Um, it lets it lets the player do a lot of heavy lifting uh, instead of forcing plot uh, points down uh, the audience's throat. Whereas the movie kind of just goes, ah, oh, we give up trying to be vague. Let here's all the plot Clunky that you exposition. need. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like a random but, flashback. Yeah, yeah. And and Sean Bean's American accent is really bad, <laughs> um, and that continues to be the case in the sequel. Um, along with Jon Snow, who has an even worse American accent. <laughs> uh, I forget that actor's name. What's Kit that Harrington. actor? Kit Harington. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah it, it's all right. It's all right. And, mm. and and when people say it's the best video game adaptation ever made, I, I agree with them, but it's a bit sad that the best yeah. <laughs> video game adaptation ever made is just all right. It's okay. Yeah. It's passable. Mortal Kombat, Prince of Persia, mm, mm, yeah, <laughs> Super um, Mario Brothers. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh God, Double Dragon. So, yeah, um, I mean, I think that for me, Silent Hill 2006's uh, biggest failing is that it's not scary at all. Mm-hmm. Or again, yeah. I didn't find it scary at all. I should say because, you know, maybe somebody did, but it. <sighs> Yeah, it. I mean, it wasn't as un kind of completely flatly unscary as some of um, Paul uh, W. S. Anderson's Resident yeah, Evil films, yeah. but it's in that it. It feels like a. Yeah, I mean, I think they're like fifteen certificates, but I, they feel like they could be high twelves, maybe. Mm-hmm. Apart from you know the odd the odd shot of really you know something unpleasant, but. It's kind of, yeah, it's like the Walking Dead TV series kind of gore in that it looks very CG and nothing is lingered on for more than a split second. So there's no kind of, you know, wince factor, really. Which brings us to Silent Hill Revelation 3D. Um, I'd never seen this before today. Is that that also true for you, Josh? Yeah. 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 It's Uh, really bad. Really (laughs) on... Every level imaginable, it's pretty yeah. awful. Like the one, the one thing the first movie had going for it um, as an actual strength was the visuals. I thought it, it really captured the aesthetic of uh, Silent Hill Two. This looks really poor, like visually. Mm-hmm. Um, the the scene that stands out for me as being particularly terrible is the scene with the nurses. Now, in the in the first Silent Hill movie, they actually hired professional dancers to play yeah. the nurses, and when they move, it, it feels erratic. And when they're still, they're perfectly still. They're motionless. 
Whereas with with this movie, it feels like they just got whoever they could to play the nurses. And the moments where they're still, you can see them shaking and I struggling that was to keep. It was so obvious. Yeah, I I don't think it was. Uh, like, <laughs> they could have um, just used a still shot. Yeah, um, I know they did some of the stuff in the in the first film. Uh, it's a traditional technique, which is um, filming people walking uh, backwards and then playing right, it in reverse yeah. because it gives yeah. them a slight, you know, because the muscle movement is different. It gives them a slightly in, inhuman quality. I'm gonna I'm gonna be slightly controversial here. Um, yeah, you know, I know the three of us are all big film fans. We've never, we don't really talk films a huge amount because we don't have time. Um, I was going into this expecting an uber mega turkey of monstrous proportions, <laughs> right. and it wasn't quite that bad. So I think huh. context is so important. Um, I, ch- I looked up, this did not receive one single Razzie nomination. Yeah. Um, and I can understand why, because fundamentally it's competent. It's not. It's I, not. Yeah. yeah. I know. I know what you're saying. I know what you're saying. Yeah. This is this is from Michael J. Bassett, the director of um, Solomon Kane, uh, <laughs> which which I gather was a bit of a turd as well. Um, what I, I'm going to say, what I liked about it first, um, okay. I like the fact they managed to get most of the original cast back together six years yeah. later. Yeah. It's quite impressive. So they obviously <laughs> had a good time um, making it. I like the fact that they stuck to. Uh, costumes from the game Um, I like the fact that um, there was something else (laughs) (laughs) well okay Um, I had a question for you because you said um, that uh, this one was more true to the game than the first one Um, I'm curious what you mean by that because I didn't see any similarities other than uh, it's called Silent Hill and her name's Heather <laughs> I didn't. Uh, oh, she meet the plot. The plot is f- <laughs> she starts in the same place. Uh-huh. She meets the same characters. Um, the the thing at the end is ultimately, you know, I mean, the 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 disc, the the mark of Metatron or whatever yeah. is becomes. She doesn't do the vomiting, the god fetus. Oh, she totally but, should have because that's so great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but. Silent Hill 3 felt like a mishmash and amalgam of bits from the first three games Mm -hmm. whereas Silent Hill 3 to me did feel like it was trying to tell the story of Silent Hill 3 certain things have been changed obviously Kit Harington as Vincent is uh, is a completely new element character yeah Um, I didn't even recognise Carrie Ann Moss was playing Claudia (laughs) Wolf she looks so different Um, the scene with uh, Malcolm McDowell is just hilarious Um, I mean he is famous for you know he was once a great and celebrated young actor Um, he is now famous for hamming it up in anything that will pay him I reckon he was on set for about two hours his makeup probably took (laughs) his makeup probably took three hours Um, and then he turns into uh, he turns into uh, Valtiel doesn't he basically in the the film version Um, yeah that just just laughable Um, and Actually, they do sort of justify Pyramid Head's inclusion by um, rewriting him as Alessa's bodyguard. And that and that explains why the Pyramid Head saves Heather a couple of times. Um, so, but no, I mean, you know, it, it's, it's obviously, I thought it was, uh, you know, pretty rubbish. But having watched recently things like uh, the um, relatively recent 
Nightmare Before Elm Street remake and mm-hmm. the recent Evil Dead remake. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of crappy horror films around sure, at the moment, absolutely. and this just felt like another one of those with campy, campy acting and bad writing. But yeah, I think there's... I, I don't know the budget. I'm looking at IMDb here and I can't see it, but uh, oh, $20 million. Um, and yeah, it looks, it looks cheap. The, um, again, like there's a monster in it. There's a, there's a CGI, um, multiple, um, mannequin monster. I reckon in storyboard that looked really good. Probably. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, Instead of and the, then, and yeah. then they put it together with, um, you know, low, low rent CGI yeah. and it ends up looking like a sort of comedy sequence. Yeah. Yeah. And the, the other bummer is that like the, the pre-release hype for the game, uh, for, sorry for the movie, um, wasn't like obviously massive, but he, the, the director, yeah. Michael Bassett, um, was going out there saying like, "Hey, I'm a huge fan of Silent Hill three, and it's gonna be yeah, yeah. it's gonna be so faithful to the game." And uh, <laughs> he's trying to get like input on how they should make Heather look and who they should cast as her and all this mm. kind of stuff. And it, there was a lot of like expectation for it to be really faithful to the original or to the source material, and it just oh man, he totally blew it. <laughs> I you see, I, I I'm actually kind of shocked that you your reaction to it was kind of. It's just a rubbish kind of <laughs> typical rubbish horror movie because I actually thought it went above and beyond. In ter- mm. in, well, that's in what in I was expecting. I was expecting it to be yeah. worse than I actually found it. Um, I, I, don't know. I just, I just, for me, don't get it, me wrong. I yeah. didn't think it was any good. Oh yeah, no, no, I get that. I just, <laughs> I, I, it, it didn't y- offend me though. It really, it really did. In yeah. my case, <laughs> um, I, I just, I found it pretty incompetent in almost every area. Yeah. Just the cinematography is just lousy. Um, just the pyra- You mentioned Pyramid Head. I thought they did a pretty terrible job of justifying him being like a hero character in the end. And he has this moment, like when he, when he, just before he fights. Uh, whatever the creature's called, I've forgotten what it was called. Um, just where he stares at Heather and goes, "It's all right, yeah. I've got this," and yeah. goes into the back. <laughs> and it's just, it's so bad. And yeah. and and every like the you mentioned the spidery mannequin monster just looks awful. Um, and you could tell like like they designed that creature thinking, "Oh, this is gonna make everyone," you know. P- themselves in the theater <laughs> and it just looks laughable yeah. and the acting everyone in this film is hamming it either hamming it up or it's just kind of incompetent mm-hmm. like yeah, there's kit, actually some good actors in it but yeah they're all yeah kit, uniformly kit ha- terrible yeah kit harrington who i think is pretty damn good in game of thrones like as john sure, yeah. as john snow is really rubbish in this movie really really yeah. just bland and boring um Oh, just and some and of the makeup's very poor as well. Because there are some, there are some quite, you know. Again, I thought, you know, ideas that could have been scary. Yeah. Um, you know, sudden shots to people's faces going all mental and messed yeah. up. But 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 they just look like cheap foam prosthetics. And yeah, there's lots of that. And when when he lifts up his shirt to show he's got the mark on him, and it just looks like it's like been slapped on with yeah. with, um, with putty or something. And yeah. And some and the, lazy the really editing. Oh, Sorry, go Josh, go on. It was just there's some lazy editing as well where they repeat uh, shots. There's this uh, shot where it zooms in on the creepy little girl's face as she does like a yeah. weird head jerk, and then they show that exact 
seen again. Uh, it's just really, really lazy stuff like that, where I'm just like, this is, this is just the height of incompetence. It just feels like it's stitched together really yeah. loosely. It's good to watch a bad movie from time to time. Sure. Yeah, for, yeah, for context Palette and cleanser. Okay. Yeah. I, I have to say, it, it probably didn't help that I I've recently watched the Babadook as well, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and too, to go yeah, from yeah. Uh, to go from the Babadook yeah. to that is quite a dramatic uh, shift in gear. Um, yeah, I mean, I loved I loved the Babadook, but but actually, I mean, this this again, this is my my sadness is that it didn't creep me out as much as I wanted to either. So um, really, yeah, oh, okay. I really loved it. I, I think it's a fantastic film about mental illness, but I think but it's. Um, but yeah, it didn't creep me out, and and I wish it had because I really wanted it to. But again, this is obviously my issue, not 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 the films. Yeah. Um, well, Revelation made money apparently, so oh, um, it might not be the last Silent Hill movie we see. You've heard enough from us for a little while, so let us hear from our wonderful community. These people have posted at canerince.com/forum. There is also the option to email podcast at canerince.com. We've had an email about some opportunities to increase the size of our genitalia, but uh, nothing about (laughs) games. So here from the forum, Snaky David says, despite being weaker overall, Silent Hill 3 perhaps had more iconic scares than 2. The mirror scene in particular is a brilliantly composed, elongated scare that comes to mind whenever the series or survival horror in general is brought up. And the audio direction is as masterful as ever. Overall, it's more predictable than Silent Hill 2 and a bit more cliched in some of its scares and settings, but it's still a brilliantly effective and atmospheric horror. I had a satisfyingly traumatic time playing it. And just one more. People weren't generally moved to commune with us on this subject. Uh, Again, compared to 2, noticeable uh, difference. Ado Potato says Silent Hill 3 is probably doomed to be remembered as the second best game in the series forever, though I still found plenty positive about it. Graphically and mechanically, it's tighter than what has come before, and many of its scares and stand-up moments are up there with the series' best, the mirror room in the church, for example. It remains a foreboding game without having the horribly bleak core of 2 and manages to tie in closely to the plot of 1 without being as daft. Both of these benefits are largely down to Heather, who remains up there with my very favourite female protagonists. Relatable, realistic and funny, she's easily the best lead in a Silent Hill game. Sure, it strikes an odd tone and the story doesn't unsettle or hold up to analysis like Silent Hill 2, but it's every bit as memorable and still exemplifies what made the series so appealing. I even like the song. Thanks, chaps. Uh, it be interesting to see if we can muster up any more for Silent Hill 4, the room, or whether and beyond, whether the series by that stage was losing, uh, losing hearts and minds. Uh, now, briefly from Twitter at Kane and Rince, we have our usual request for three-word reviews. Daniel Gomez says scary and funny. Graham Strachan says fear of pregnancy. Nathan Druitt says nonsensical, beautiful, flawed. Mark Hamer says, pooped my pants. What better review for a survival (laughs) horror game could you have than that? Thanks, one and all. 
So uh, it's for us to summarise our feelings on Silent Hill 3. Um, I will start because I feel I am probably the most negative about this game. And I, I'm quite concerned now that people are going to think I was more positive about the movie Silent Hill Revelations 3D than uh, than, than I am about the game Silent Hill 3. But that's not the case. I, I did think that was rubbish. Um, it just wasn't quite as rubbish as I was expecting it to be. Silent Hill 3... I've been thinking about this since I completed it several days ago about how to sum it up because I didn't love it. I just didn't love the game. I didn't have an amazing time playing it, but I certainly didn't have a, you know, a terrible time playing it either. Um, I think having played the three classic, the three original, the three true maybe Silent Hill games in a short space has probably left me slightly more fatigued Mm. by those mechanics, uh, the combat mechanics, than I might have been if I'd played them with two years gap between each one as they were originally released. I don't know. Um, I quite like the fact that I now basically understand the whole Silent Hill story, you know, one and three, taking two as a separate entity. Um, And even though Revelation, the film was poo- um, it did actually uh, just seal it in my head because um, it still car- carries the fundamental scenario through. Um, and yeah, I think it's it's it is silly, it is uh, histrionic, but but it is quite fun. There are some scary bits um, that I can see are scary, but didn't personally scare me as much as I wanted them to. And obviously, that's going to be completely down to. Uh, you know you the player um, Sean and Josh obviously found certain scenes scarier than I did that's not because I'm cooler or harder than them it's because I'm old and cynical and jaded and uh, and stuff like that Um, so I wouldn't pay too much attention to that but so really you know trying to grade it not that we grade things as a video game um, I think it's a game of its time it looks very good for a PS2 generation game you know on a technical level um, and you know everything functions well. Some of the puzzles are really cool, and uh, and it's quite a fun yarn. But the actual playing of the game, I think I'm kind of finished playing those Silent Hill games now. And even though it was only under six hours long, that final boss fight was like, yeah, I've shot enough. You know, <laughs> it's, it's mon- these monsters were scarier before I realised I could just shoot them over and over <laughs> again with a shotgun, even when they're gods. Um, so yeah, I think it, I, I think I suppose I would say it has aged somewhat. I think, I, you know, obviously I'm looking forward to the new one, Silent Hills. Um, but I think that this particular this way of doing survival horror ha- probably had its time at about exactly this point in gaming history. Hence, this was the last one of these. Sean then. Yeah, I definitely found it way scarier. <laughs> um, it's uh, Silent Hill 3 is... It's weird when I sometimes think about how much of a fan I am of this series and how, it, like I said in the first episode, it really boils down to 2 and 3, um, which I think most people would probably would agree with. But uh, uh, for I, I tend to give 2 the edge um, just because that story is so much more unique and... Uh, and, and affecting but uh three is definitely uh, in my opinion significantly scarier and uh that mirror scene man like the first time i played that i i had to turn it off and like go outside and <laughs> just relax and and not play silent hill 3 for a while 
um, just really got to me. And, and uh, the sound design, while music-wise it's a little bit of a step down um, from 1 and 2, uh, I still think it's really effective, uh, especially towards the end when everything gets a lot more gooier and uh, fleshier. And yeah, I don't know. It's just, it's not Silent Hill 2, but it's still a really effective horror game, in my opinion. And it, that's ignoring the story, which is a little silly. But I still I, I would recommend it to people who want a good share. Want a good scare, cool. not share. A good share. Yeah. Good scare. <laughs> Justin, yeah, I I feel much the same as Sean. Um, I think Silent Hill Two is the more complete package uh, in terms of just art design, story, music. But uh, but uh, Silent Hill Three was more scary to me. Um, Sean already mentioned the mirror scene, uh, but also just the sound design. Uh, again, the music, uh, not as good as Silent Hill 2, but I really, really uh, f- was affected by the monster noises and just the general a- ambient sound of the environment. Um, I think on a technical level, I, I, Silent Hill 3 looks really impressive even now, Um just with the fact that it's a PS2 game in consideration, I mean, um, I'm kind of surprised that this this game came from that era. Um, yeah, it's it's not the strongest entry in the series, but I still had a great experience nonetheless. Brilliant. Thank you. And so it does just remain for me, Leon Cox, to thank Josh and Sean and to tell you that next time... In issue 160, it'll be a procedurally generated, hard-to-finish, yet somehow endlessly addictive podcast all about Spelunky. <laughs>